Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 830. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 90. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're continuing on with our study of the book of Psalms today, but first a word from our sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. So Psalm 90 is the beginning of the fourth book of Psalms. So the Psalms is divided up into five books. The first book is 1 through 41. And according to one commentator, it emphasizes how God is beside us. And book 2, which is Psalms 42 through 72, how God is before us. And book 3, which is Psalms 73 through 89. So all the ones we've been doing so far reminds us that God is around us, and this fourth book, that God is above us. And it starts with a psalm from Moses. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations, before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to seventy years or eighty if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? We have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. 
Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as you have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And so we get this prayer from Moses. Uh, Not a lot of the Psalms are going to be from Moses. This is one of those interesting ones. I wouldn't say it is the most upbeat of all Psalms. I wonder if this was written in the latter days of Moses when Moses was more keenly feeling the anger of God because he has wronged God and therefore he is not going to get into the promised land but only see it from afar. So he says, you've been our dwelling place through all generations. Before the mountains were born, before the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And it does talk about this sense that God is above us, that God is greater than we are, and that God has been there forever. And that is something that we obviously have a difficult time grasping, the foreverness of God. This idea here that a day to God is like a thousand years to us, this this sense of timing. And we see that often in the Bible, that the sense of timing and expectations between the people of God and God are different. So you wander around in the desert for 40 years, it's just at one generation, it's just a, a blink of an eye to God. So you have to wait for the second coming of Christ for a couple thousand years, it's just a couple days. So there's very different sense of, of time between us and God. We see that with the story of Abraham, how he and Sarah are told that they will have a child, but then years pass uh, before that child comes. But I like this idea of you are our dwelling place. And dwelling is one of those great terms. It, It has something about it. Something about that word to me sounds safe, sounds protected. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because of this context of this psalm that I'm reading it in. But we dwell in God, that God surrounds us. Now, I know that the I, I know that the commentator I said said that that's not what this section of Psalms is about. But let's let's face it, that's going to be an exaggeration. That's going to be an oversimplification. It says, you turn people back to dust, return to dust, you mortals. So from dust you have come to dust you will return is something that we have heard before, that we were created from dust, that Adam was created from dust and spit, and that eventually that we're going back that way again. Sweep away people in the sleep of death like the new grass of the morning, that we have this temporary nature that we have this ephemeral or precarious nature is really almost what this sounds like. By evening, it is dry and withered. And, you know, it talks about you may like make 70 years or 80 years. Well, of course, I've got a father who's going to be turning 97 soon. So, you know, that is even past what uh, Moses is talking about in this psalm here. But we do have this ephemeral nature. And it's good for us to remember that because each day is precious. And of course, a day to us is not a thousand years. A day to us is just a day. And it has enough things to fill a day. Each day has importance because there are only so many. I remember hearing somebody talk about they were 50 years old and 
they realized at some point they were going to stop finishing books that they didn't like. That there were only so many books they were going to be able to read in their lifetime. And they really loved reading books. And sometimes you get a quarter of the way into the book and you realize, I don't like this book. And they decided it was okay to say, I don't need to finish this book. I've only got so many books in me. It's okay to say, I don't have to stick with this job. I've only got so many days in me. It's okay to treat every day as precious. We are consumed by your anger. And so here's the part where I say, I wonder if this is in that latter half of Moses' life when he has seen the anger of God turn on him for what he did. You've set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. And of course, there are no secret sins to God. God sees all that we do. He sees what you do in private and would be ashamed for me to know what I do in private would be ashamed for you to know. He sees what we think that we don't even act on. He sees that thought of, I see that person and I judge them and he's there and can tell that I did that. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Now, I have a different perspective from Moses and granted, he is Moses and I am not. I didn't go through what Moses went through. I wasn't born into a country that the government wanted me dead and everybody liked me. I didn't lead a rebellious, complaining people through the wilderness for 40 years. I didn't get turned down for going into the promised land because I was unfaithful in that one time. And so I might have a different perspective if I had been Moses. If I had gone up on the Mount of God to get the Ten Commandments just to come down and find people already breaking them, I might have a different perspective. Our days have come to 70 or 80 years, 70 years or 80 years if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. (laughs) Yikes, Moses, that sounds tough. I can't necessarily relate to it, but some of you can. For some of you, this is a psalm that relates to how you feel. And that's okay to say, I see myself in the words of Moses. But we also then have to remember what else Moses tells us. That God surrounds us, that God is our dwelling, that God is the everlasting, that God has different timing than we have. It says, if only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So he says, every day feels tough, every day feels short. But he said, in that there is wisdom, in understanding that our days are short and everyone is precious, there can be wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love. So Moses, who had some tough times and who every day feels like trouble and sorrow and moaning, believes in the unfailing love of God, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Well, there you go. And I think of the people of God as they came out of the Red Sea and they sang and they danced for the horse and the rider had been thrown into the sea that their enemies had been defeated when it looked like there was no hope, when it looked like their days were ending. Make us glad for as many days 
as you have afflicted us. Wow, okay. As many days as you've given us or afflicted us, depending on your point of view, for as many years as we have seen trouble or as many years as you've gifted us. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So I pray that you will find the favor of God this week and going forward, and that the work of your hands will be blessed by God and will be a blessing to God. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.